In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we continue the celebration of the Feast of Nativity, the Holy Theophany, the revelation of God to us in the Jordan River. There's many significant things that we can say about this feast, but one in particular is that God came to fill all things with himself. All things. There's not one place he is not. So we have this sense of God coming in the flesh, becoming man, to redeem us from our sins and to unite us to him, our flesh to his flesh, uh, but also this coming in the Jordan that he gives this uh, divine grace, this energy to us in relationship to being able to live a holy life, a Christian life. So it's not just that he comes, and not just that we celebrate his coming in the Jordan River and the sanctification of the water, and really the sanctification of the entire universe. And this is that he came to give grace specifically to us. For what reasons? This is what I want you to focus on today. For what reasons? For what reasons did God come to give grace? What does that grace give to us? What does that grace do for us? He says in his letter to St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians that we may obtain the measure, the stature of the fullness of Christ. We may understand and get this idea that God came to fill us completely with himself. So how much of Christ do you have in you? All of him. All of him. All of him resides in you. All that grace, all that mercy resides in you. And then St. Paul goes on to say, for what reason? For the building up of the body, for the unity of the faith, for the knowledge of the Son of God, unto mature manhood. Okay, those four things. So first, that grace is given to us so that the body of Christ would be built up. That we would begin to understand and see that it's, it's us together that make up that body. We're living stones. And we live together to make up that body of Christ. And the only way we can do that is by the grace of God given to us. Because you know as a stone that you come into this body of Christ with kind of sharp edges. Do you know your sharp edges? You know what you know them is when somebody comes and pricks the sharp edge. That's when you know you've got a sharp edge. Ooh, boy, I don't like to be offended. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Boom, I don't like that. Okay, well, what happens in the body of Christ to those sharp edges over time? They get knocked off so that we fit together, not, not kind of antagonistically, but perfectly fit together. And so it's very important for us to understand that it's okay to have your sharp edges rubbed off. It's very uncomfortable to have your sharp edges rubbed off, but it's absolutely necessary 
to, be, to fulfill that what we are to fulfill in the body of Christ. We need each other. We need each other so that we can be offended. <laughs> so that we can get tested. So that we can deal with adversity. We need that. St. John of Kronstadt says the most important people of your life are the people that offend you. The most important people because they test your virtues. We won't know if the virtues are present unless they're tested. So it's very important to understand that we are to fulfill this sense of the body, being the body of Christ, being living stones in that body, we will need to rub our sharp edges off. They need to come off. Right, Elizabeth? Keep doing that. That's good. That's it. Just this. Because we're like this. We need to be like this. Okay? So that's very important to us to understand. Because it's very easy just to say, well, I don't want any part of this. It's too difficult. We need to step into that moment, not away from that moment. And then for the unity of the faith. That grace is given so that this faith would be unified. You know, when you look in that world, there's separation, there's division, there's disagreement, there's hatred. It's all out there. Everybody's going in a different direction with a different opinion. That's what that world is out there, and we know it. We feel it. We sense it. When you come into the church and you hear, blessed is the kingdom of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages, you know what happens? You become one. Under the king, where there's unity, where there's love, where there's forgiveness, where there's a sense of peace and joy. You know, the kingdom of God has united hundreds of people. It's united thousands of people. It's united millions of people over the centuries who have very diverse backgrounds, the rich and the poor, the young and the old, the sick and the healthy, are all united in that beautiful kingdom of God. And we need to understand that that's where that unity is, and that's what the grace of God has been given to us that we would experience and live in that unity. We drop our politics at the door. We drop all that is in this world at the door. Let us lay aside all earthly cares, earthly opinions. And we come in and we stand before the throne of God in the unity of the faith. That is a very, very powerful thing. We can walk out that door and we can start talking about politics again, but we don't do that in here. This is the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of the world. So we have to understand and how important it is that we, we need to see that God has given us this grace that we might achieve that unity. And then he says, too, that we are given this grace of God for the knowledge of the Son of God to become mature in Christ, to become mature Christian people. So how is this done to know God? How do you get to know anyone? How do you get to know somebody? 
You spend time with them, right? So how do you get to know God? Spend time with them. And I would encourage you to, to begin to practice referencing everything to him, every thought, every potential word. Every potential deed, reference to God, reference God. Turn inside, turn to God and see what he is saying to you about what you're thinking, what you should think. What are you, what should you be uh, saying? Maybe you have something you need to tell somebody. What should I say? How should I say it? When should I say it? Should I say it at all? See, reference God. When we begin to reference God, we begin to know him. We begin to know, in a sense, how he's directing us. It's very important that we, we understand that this grace is given, that we would be united to him and reference our whole life to him. Every thought, every word, every deed needs to be referenced to God. Spend time with God in relationship to what you think, what you do, and what you say. And, and that becomes then an opportunity to know him. To know how he's directing you. To know what he's directing you toward. These are very, very important exercises we have as Christians. To reference all our life to God. And then we, we become, we can find some maturity. You know, I, I find in my life and look at the life of other people that maturity is really um, something you can kind of evaluate a bit in regard to how am I responding to the circumstances of my life? Do I respond with virtue to everything? Do I respond virtuously? Do... Uh, Someone offending me. How do I respond to that? Do I sit there and begin to decide how I'm going to take them down? Or do I forgive? Right there, do I just let it go? Do I forgive? Respond in a virtuous way. Okay, when it comes to my pride being pricked a little bit, do I bow to humility? Do I lower myself? and take on a little humiliation so that I can find the virtue of humility? Or do I stand up and aggressively defend myself? See? So how do I respond to my circumstances? When I am tempted toward uh, greed, do I respond with generosity? See? When I'm tempted to be slothful, do I... Respond with diligence. When, I, when I'm tempted with envy, do I respond with contentment? God, thank you for what I have. I don't need, I don't need more. I don't need more. When I'm tempted with adversity to kind of stand up and complain about adverse circumstances, how do I respond to that? with patience, with love, and with hope in God. See how we can do this? How, how, when we begin to act maturely as Christian people, 
we begin to see a temptation come and we begin to respond with a corresponding virtue, a weapon against that temptation. So today, may we be grateful for the grace of God that has been given to us, that we would, as St. Paul says, obtain the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Amen.